Listener supported. WNYC Studios. From NewSounds.org and the studios of WNYC in New York, this is Soundcheck, our series of live performances and interviews. I'm John Schaefer. In 2021, the blues singer and guitarist Buffalo Nichols released his self-titled debut LP. It was a brilliant example of how timeless the blues can be, both musically and emotionally. His second album has just come out. It's called The Fatalist. And once again, Nichols uses contemporary 21st century sounds and techniques to remind us that the blues are always with us. He's here today to play some of those songs in a slightly different arrangement, as you will now hear. This one's called Turn Another Stone. See the green grass overgrown Empty houses where the junkies make a home And the children who must learn to live alone They say I will leave this town when I am grown Atlanta only seemed to cause me pain New Orleans where I first tried crack cocaine With my tail between my legs I caught a train To bring me to Midwest once again Turn another stone Ever wanted this to be my home Not a pleasant place to live or occupy But it just might be the perfect place to die But I nearly starved to death I couldn't make it in L.A. I tried my best I had to come home for a while to catch my breath Come to find I don't have very many left Turn another stone Never wanted this to be my home Not a pleasant place to live or occupy But it just might be the perfect place to die Now that I've returned to the place I once Bring me peace of mind And this place I tried so hard to leave behind Is the place from which I choose to say goodbye Turn another stone 
I'd give up every place I've ever known For the comfort of the sweetness in your eyes To be the thing I see before I die Turn Another Stone is the name of the song from the new album The Fatalist by Buffalo Nichols, singing and playing the guitar with Céline Santamé playing the upright bass and Spencer Tate playing the fiddle. Buffalo, it's great to have you here in person. Yeah. We did one of these remotely when the first record came out. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is, as I said in in introducing you, a, a... rather different sound from what we get on the record. This is almost, I'm, I'm getting like old-timey bluegrass string band kind oh. of. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. Yeah, all right. I mean, it, well, it's different musicians, so they've brought a different energy to it, for sure. I'll give you that. Were you actually thinking about some of these older, other styles of music? Yeah, uh, I'm pretty influenced by everything. Um, although I'm considered a blues guitarist for some reason it's not really the thing that i focus on and i never have um so definitely electronic music hip-hop you know old-time music bluegrass and the blues too but for me the blues is not really a guitar music it's like a vocal thing so Mm. but it's all it's all there in my mind when i'm writing songs and and it was more about choosing the right ones for for this record right well you know a lot of those old the the guys that we call bluesmen Mm -hmm. they played all that stuff yeah you know, it was just uh, commercially, for commercial reasons, even back then in the late 20s and 30s, yeah. was like, well, you know, do this stuff. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, the last time we, we, we spoke, you were remote from Austin, Texas. That's right. Are you back now in Milwaukee? Yeah, I was in Austin almost three years, and I've been in uh, Milwaukee for about a year or so now. Right. Mm-hmm. So is that with that song? Turn Another Stone is about, you going home? Yeah, I spent most of my adult life leaving home and then coming back. Um, So it's one of those, like, one of those songs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, There's something that uh, we talked a little bit about back in 21 that I wanted to follow up on. You you said you wanted more black people to hear themselves in this music. Mm -hmm. It's been a couple of years. Have you seen any kind of movement in that direction yes well the only reason i said that was because uh i really didn't want to make a blues record and the like i was able to justify it and kind of make it okay for myself by saying i'm contributing to the the greater uh the greater culture you know people will be able to look back and and see me next to the you know the others Mm. So well, sorry, but when you say the others, do you mean like Blind Willie Johnson? Others? I'm talking or, about white people. Oh, so you're talking <laughs> about like Eric Clapton? And, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, they're the others. Blind Willie Johnson is the the standard, uh, and okay, Eric Clapton good. is the others. I just wanted to make sure we <laughs> yeah. were defining our terms. Yeah, it's here. good to be clear. <laughs> yeah. So all I really wanted to do was just uh, just contribute to that to the blues canon in a in a positive in a play that, in a way that re- reflects black people in a positive way and I and you know making the record was really all I could do for that um but I think there is there's always kind of quiet conversations about the representation in the genre and it's still continuing it hasn't 
it's fluctuating like it always is, um, yeah. but still, you know, still work to be done. So when you, yeah, I mean, you've been touring a lot yeah. this year, mm-hmm. and when you look out from the stage, who are you seeing? Uh, nobody, most of the time. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, sometimes I, I get a pretty good, uh, diverse crowd, um, and sometimes not. Yeah. But, you know, that's, that's kind of the nature of, of live music. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, speaking of some of, you know, the the great old, like, Blind Willie Johnson, the record includes your version of one of his most covered songs. Uh, you're going to need somebody on your bond. machine there's you know samples and things like that and yet somehow it feels so deeply rooted how did you do that oh I didn't know I did that thank you (laughs) it was it was really kind of simple actually because I've I've used samplers and drum machines almost as long as I've played guitar and it's just kind of second nature when I'm writing songs um, usually I'm sitting you know with my guitar and and a drum machine so for a long time I had to like I thought that that was just like a rough draft version and I had to like update it and make it sound more organic or whatever it's air quotes I'm doing. <laughs> um so this time I just let myself do what I always did and it it just felt it felt pretty easy. And once I did that that's when I the album started to come together around that song because it just felt like in my mind it just made sense. Right. Mm-hmm. And the samples is that Charlie Patton? Yeah, that's Charlie Patton uh doing Essentially the same song. I think when he does it, it's uh, you're gonna need somebody when you come to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. It just I you know it's manipulated it a little bit, but it just fit so well. It just I didn't even like I didn't have to sit and like uh, move stuff around. It just somehow it just it just made sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, what what it sort of drives home is the not just the universality of of the blues, but mm-hmm. a lot of the things that those guys were singing about. Mm-hmm. what almost a hundred years ago now yeah. are the things that you're still singing about they're, they're sure. the things we're still living i mean oppression drugs oh, yeah. <laughs> you know sex uh, yeah <laughs> death i yeah. mean all of that stuff mm-hmm. so when you say for you the blues isn't guitar music it's something uh, it's a, a style of singing it's mm-hmm. it's also just a feeling, right? I mean, it's just, it's life. Yeah, absolutely. It is a way of looking at life and, and processing the reality of life and those kind of fundamental things that keep us, uh, you know, feeling down in America have not changed. So the way of expressing it, it kind of comes from the same place. Yeah. Um, the, the Fatalist is the name of the new record from Buffalo Nichols. Uh, let's you're, you're going to switch instruments yes, for this next song to to the banjo. Uh, this one's called "The Long Journey Home," and once again, uh, with the bass and the fiddle, a little bit of uh, the sound of well, I mean, there is a great black string band tradition, which yeah. you know was largely unexplored until the Carolina Chocolate Drops came along and reminded us of that. Yeah. 
So and look at us here, <laughs> doing it again. Here you are. Let's hear a live performance of The Long Journey Home. That's right. <laughs> One, two, three. Lonely patch of useless earth Purple stone horizon A desperate flower dying of thirst And I am close behind him I took the long journey home from iridescent to monochrome Fill my lungs with water now Sink me into silence Raise your head above the clouds Or bury it in violence I took the long journey home From iridescent to monochrome I learned no lessons I'm no more wise We live to suffer no, not why performance of that song by Buffalo Nichols, which you'll find on his latest album called The Fatalist. 
And like the first song, Buffalo, that you did for us, Turn Another Stone, there's, there's a, a sense of homecoming in uh, Long Journey Home, obviously. Yeah. But it's a darker, it's, it's a much darker flavored oh, yeah. homecoming. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a whole history of American folk songs and blues and proto-gospel songs where the journey home is a metaphor for death. Yeah, is that, right. were, were you kind of consciously drawing on that? Yeah, you know, there's some uh, religious themes in there and metaphor for for death as it relates to fate, Mm -hmm. Um, but also the uh, the perception of uh, destiny, you know, and how it can often be uh, a misconception or you know your own ego telling you you should be doing something and you believe in it and then the result is is uh, unfortunate. When you're not able to live up to your own ego's expectations, or or when your ego tells you that you're you know you're destined for some kind of greatness or yeah. or something in general, and then you find out the hard way that you probably should have stayed home. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the album begins with uh, well, it actually before we hear hear a note of music, we hear a, a thunderstorm. That's uh, and that leads us into Cold Black Stare with, you know, the, the line um, about basically the man taking everything and leaving you with nothing. Mm-hmm. The man in the shadows with the cold black stare He's taking all the warmth and leaving nothing for you He's taking all the warmth and leaving nothing for you So... You know, if there is a destiny, there's like, there there are these kind of shadowy figures who are kind of pulling the strings, and so yeah. so destiny becomes like a very, almost like a mirage. Yeah, when I was uh, kind of realizing the themes of the songs, I was having a lot of conversations about about capitalism, and it started it was starting to feel like it was this unbeatable force greater than anything and even the way that we um worship and are obsessed with money it's like greater and more powerful than than god in in america and in most of the world um and that's just really couldn't escape the idea that whatever your fate is or whatever your your goals are and however determined you are you just can't compete with billionaires they can they kind of are are controlling are, are pulling the strings uh so, which is a, I, and then I started to feel like this is the, the this is the essence of of blues and folk music. Mm. Um, it's it, it's inherently anti-capitalist, but the, I think a lot of the uh, the fan the uh, the consumers of it have missed that. Yeah, part. it's funny because as soon as you said anti-capitalist, I immediately thought populist, but that word, of course now means something very different. Yeah, yeah. But I know what you, I mean, you know, Woody Guthrie would have considered himself a populist. Yeah. You know, singer, songwriter, uh, literally being of the people. So the fatalist, is that, you know, uh, it sounds like maybe you were pretty far down the road to making this record, and then that, would that have seemed like the right title? Yeah, it really wasn't until the, I wrote The Fatalist Blues, that was the last song I wrote for the record, and it kind of it put everything in perspective and that the title came at the end yeah so the, it's interesting t- to listen to the record to the songs in sequence mm-hmm. you know which i don't know how many people do that these days yeah. everything's online um but if you start with 
you know, Cold Black Star and, you know, opening a record with a thunderstorm is already sort of setting you in an emotional place. Mm -hmm. And then you have your arrangement of the Blind Willie Johnson song, which is about death. And then, you know, you finally get a little shaft of light, you know, (laughs) just a little (laughs) with with the song Love Is All. So how how closely were you thinking of the kind of emotional sequencing of these songs? That was the the second consideration. The first one was uh, trying to carry over from the first album, which was, I guess, traditional as people perceived it, and just kind of slowly introducing people into the the more modern sounds. Mm-hmm. And then emotionally, I was I was thinking of this kind of art because it starts out pretty dark, and then it gets a little bit. You might think it's going to make a positive turn, but then it very quickly comes back. But the uh, the ending, uh, this moment, this moment, yeah, is kind of where I brought it all together because it's like, to me, that the song is saying, you know, things are only going to get worse. So just enjoy it, enjoy it now. Be, be present, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Father, say goodbye to your girls. The road now leads to another world, and those who make it back alive, you almost will not recognize. So let this moment be all that you remember. And that is the only track on the record in which you are not the only voice, you're not a sole voice, you know, singing by himself. That's right. Uh, the last time we spoke, you described yourself as a music nerd. Mm-hmm. Uh, you You played... West African music before coming to, or as you were coming to the blues, right? There's yeah. some kind of connection there for you. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, I mean, as a music nerd, who were the who were the West African guitarists? Who were your heroes? Uh, Ali Farkatouré, of course. Of course. And then in his circle, like um, Afel Bokum. Right. And I really liked uh, Jela Mari Tunkara mm-hmm. from Mali. Um, those were kind of the big the big three for me. Okay. Um, and then my guitar, my guitar playing was always inspi- or influenced and informed by Cora players and, and Goni players. So, right. And the ones that I knew in Milwaukee, you know, um, so some some local flavor. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, and Ali Farkatore, uh, you know, his tradition now carried on by his son, Via Farkatore. Right. You know, you can hear where the blues came from in that, you know. Mm-hmm. It takes a... It takes an imaginative step to go from Ngoni playing to electric guitar, Chicago blues. But mm-hmm. when you hear Ali Farkatore pick up an electric guitar, it's just like, oh, oh, there it is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just like right there in front of you. Yeah, and it definitely it, uh, went both ways. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure he was influenced by some American records. Um, Absolutely. But you definitely hear that that common root for yeah. sure. Yeah. So, um, you know, that, that African root of so much of American music, mm. you know, that, that seems to have been another part of what brought you to this project to begin with. Yeah, I, I played banjo. I played African music on the banjo when I started playing banjo. I was playing with, with chorus players. Uh-huh. And it never interested me really to play old-time music or anything. It's something I kind of started doing recently. Oh. Yeah, we owe so much to African music and even now, it's, African music is so inspired by, by American music, um, especially with you know Afro beats yeah. becoming the global power. That's really, I mean, it's its own thing, but it is sort of an extension of like the hip hop sound. Sure, just as 
Afrobeat singular uh-huh. was an extension of James Brown funk, yeah, you exactly. know, by Fela Kuti, etc. Yeah. So I, I wanted to be a part of that that diaspora conversation. Yeah, I mean, it's just amazing how easily, I mean, how fraught the human passage across the Atlantic was, but the mm-hmm. musical passage has just been back and forth, yeah. you know. It's, um, all right, so w- we've dismissed uh, Selene and Spencer for, for the moment. You're yeah. going to play this next one solo. That's right. Where does the difference fit in? You were talking about that kind mm-hmm. of arc of the record. How, how does this song fit in? Uh, this one's a little bit of an outlier. Um, it does, I think it relates in some ways, but, but really the reason for including this song was I was just really... I, I try so hard to get people to stop calling me a, a blues singer and a blues guitarist. <laughs> <laughs> I did everything I could. Um, yeah, but then you made all these great blues songs. <laughs> Come on, give me a break. <laughs> it, it's understandable, you know. I kind of confuse people. Um, so I just was like, I need to really like try harder. In fact, this, this song is mo- this album is mostly not blues, but it hasn't really helped. People are they're stuck. Uh, but I'm gonna keep trying. So I just wanted to put like a song that was undeniably not the blues. Yeah. Just to see how people would would uh, receive it, but now they just say I have a different kind of blues. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's hear Buffalo Nichols solo and a live performance of the difference. <clears throat> It came time to write your story I was barely mentioned Just a minor role A place you'd go when you needed attention But if I'm just a rest stop for your soul I'll let it be Cause I just don't know the difference Between love and company And the sun don't always shine on me But I know that it's there And it don't care if we live or die But the light is ours to share And now both of us are bleeding And the pain is mine to bear And I'm too weak to even speak Or ask you to be fair time to write my story you'll get your own chapter I'll tell the tale of how I fell and landed in disaster and you can be the hero who comes to rescue me cause I just don't know the difference between love and sympathy and the sun don't always shine on me but I know don't care if we live or die, but the light is ours to share. And now both of us are bleeding, and the pain is mine to bear. And I'm too weak to even speak or ask you to be fair. And I never complained. But it didn't mean I wasn't capable of feeling pain And I stayed in my place I knew you 
were no good, but you'd be so hard to replace. Well, it must be time to end this story, for you have sprouted wings. I'll go back to my solitude, you'll go find better things. But if you should grow tired on the road that lies Forget the one who kept your ego fed And the sun don't always shine on me But I know that it's there And it don't care if we live or die But the light is ours to share And now both of us are bleeding And the pain is mine to bear And we're both weak but I at least Somewhat self-aware Buffalo Nichols live in the studio with The Difference, a track from his latest album called The Fatalist. And uh, with your fingers so high up on the fretboard there, it almost had a kind of Cora sound. You were you were talking yeah. before about you know listening to Cora music from West mm-hmm. Africa. Yeah. Were you was that intentional? Is that part of the the sound you were going for? Uh, intention not intentional, but it is something that I used to do a lot. Is get that kind of high. Oh, I can't even reach it, but yeah. I used to do that a lot, so I think it just was like second nature. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a South African guitarist named Derek Gripper. Okay. Have you ever heard of him? No, that's a new he, name for me. He he plays a six-string classical, you know, n- uh, nylon string guitar, mm-hmm. and he plays all of like Tumani Jabati's music, all the ah, all okay. that great Kora music mm-hmm. on a six. It's like I don't know how the hell he does it. It's yeah. it's like a magic trick. Oh, wow. The difference is the name of that song. Uh, the Fatalist is the new record, and to quote. Your social media, Buffalo, it looks like I've earned myself another 12 to 18 months of marginal relevance in the weirdo (laughs) corner of Americana music. That's right. Congratulations on marginal relevance. (laughs) What more could I hope for? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, um, relevance of any kind is super important these days. Yeah, I don't take it for granted. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, I know it's been a, 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 a hectic tour, and I appreciate you stopping by and playing for us today and bringing the trio. Yeah, thank you so much for having me and us. These are both great musicians and solo artists in their own right. So, And so, yes, Céline Santamé played the bass and Spencer Tate played the fiddle. And behind the plexiglass, it was uh, Irene Trudell, our technical director. Laura Boyman produced this session. I'm John Schaefer. You can keep up with everything we're doing on New Sounds by subscribing to our free weekly newsletter. Text New Sounds to 70101 or sign up on the website at newsounds.org. Well, since I could remember, I've been wandering no more. Looking lost and lonesome since I left my mother's home. Looking lost and lonesome since I left my mother's home.